0: We are now uh, we're on paper,
1: and today what I want to talk about is uh, one of the most mysterious aspects of Ashkafa, and that really is an answer to the question: Why is it from altogether? Why did the version make Oyim Ha-Zi? First, or only, because the key idea is, you know, if the, the as we're learning this, wants to be native, wants to do good. Fine, no problem. So make and be fabulous. You know, when the version makes something, obviously it's incredible what he's going to do. You know, we cannot even imagine what he's going to do with Habo. So uh, why not make that first, or we'll just make that and nothing else? What do we need for? What do
0: we need to suffer? Socialism so uh, doesn't work. You don't that. want it. The problem of well, Oyim Marzit. You cannot have handcuffs. You're not happy. Okay. Okay.
1: Thank you. What's the problem with Ulum hazir? Why is that a problem? Obviously Ulum hazir means we have to work for it. We have to earn it. Whatever. (coughs) And he's not going to, you know, why do we have to do that? But the problem is if you have to earn something, the problem is that's a risk. It's a gamble. If you take a look at outside the world, you look at how much evil there is in the world. What's happening to all these people? They're all finished. You think about that. Because, Because, you know, obviously if you have to earn something, you have to do that which is right, right, and then you get the reward, correct? You take a look at what's going on outside. Most of the world, I'm not saying it's evil. A large part of the world is evil, whether because they do evil to others or they're narcissistic, they love themselves, or just do whatever they want. Whatever the idea is, a great deal of the world is not into spirituality. It's not into Bukhini's. So you look at these guys, you know, it's over for them really, in many ways. They don't get Uylu Why? Because they never earned Uylu Mahabong. Because obviously to earn Uylu future future world, you need to be spiritual. You know, you need to struggle with materialism, with even more spiritual. Lu a Tibetan monk. Yeah. He only knows
2: spirituality of Avoy
1: Desire. Correct.
2: But he's completely spiritual. He's completely... Yeah,
1: poly- but the Avoy Desire is what killed him. I don't mean... So, uh, uh, it's the wrong thing. I'm saying... He, Whether he, the wrong thing be an error in spirituality or the wrong thing be his a direction toward materialism. Even though it's not fault. he just doesn't... He didn't do it. No, so. I'm not going into culpability. Uh-huh. Uh, you're going... You have to separate the two things. For every act that is forbidden in order to be culpable, guilty you need to do the act, A, and B, you have to have a certain state of mind for that act, right? And there's fundamentally four states of mind. You have to be aware of what you're doing. You have to know that what you're doing is wrong or illegal. Uh, Then you have to want to do the thing, it's kavana. Then you have to do it without compulsion. You have to do it with free will. Those are the four states of mind that are required together with the act in order to be culpable, guilty. However, obviously, you can do an act, and if you don't have the right state of mind, if you're not aware of what you're doing, or you didn't know what you're doing was illegal, wrong, or you did not intend to do it, it happened anyway, or you were forced to do it, right? You're not culpable. You're not guilty. American rule recognizes the same thing. You have to have knowledge of the deed and so on, be aware, you know, and so on. You have to intend premeditated, whatever it is, you know. So therefore I'm not talking about culpability now, I'm talking about doing the wrong thing. But in any case, you know, so therefore the risk of oilam hase is that it's risky, it's a gamble. You may not wind up in the future world. Why? Because obviously if your future world is dependent on your actions, you don't do the right actions, you don't get it. So that, that's a tremendous argument. Don't make oilam hase. Like I guess if you made an oilam haba of the future world with all its glory, you know what I'm saying? You know the definition of oilam haba, the experience of what? infinite bliss eternally. That's what Elim Haba is really all about. It's very simple. Infinite bliss eternally. It's very simple. It's only three words. It's an infinite amount of bliss eternally. It goes on forever. It's not a bad place. Anyway, uh, so therefore, but if you made the Ilum Haba right away, what would happen? No, There's no risk. There's no gamble. You know, you don't have to do anything. The Rosh Hashem gave it to you and that's it. You know? So clearly, oil Haba is a tremendous risk. Excuse me, oil Hazer is a tremendous risk. No, they, they, no, there's a difference. They have an Uylam Haba, <coughs> but it's not the same as the one who, uh, who earned it, because they have Namik Sufa. We'll get into that. You know? Besides, they can't grow, they, they're fixed. You know, we can go up and up, and you know, up. we can get different degrees of Uylam Haba. They only get a certain amount, that's it. But anyway...
0: Uh, does, that, does that mean that we
2: are given it basically on a silver platter?
1: No, and not. That, that's the problem. That's what I'm saying.
2: I if mean, you were given the Haba
1: on a silver platter, uh, that would be great because there's no risk. In any case, the, the main idea here is why is there no Oylem Haba first? Or only? There's a tremendous gamble in Oylem hazir first because you need to earn your reward. So the problem is, what happens if you don't earn it? Not only that, not only is a risk if you don't earn it, you know what I'm saying? You determine the amount, you determine the degree of of Mahaboh. So also, if Dimashim had an Eidah Mahaboh, right? There's no risk, there's no gamble, you get it. And you get all of it, whatever he wants to give. Now, not only is there a gamble as to whether you'll ever get Eidah Mahaboh, there's a gamble. How much oylum haba we're going to get? Because now you determine the amount that you're getting. Got it? In which you become a filter of the amount of oylum haba that exists. So uh, clearly, haba is you know the fact that we have oylum haza is very problematic. Got it? So this is a real problem. Why would Mushin do that? You know, and and many people, you know, they 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 have a they so Listen, you. You want to do it, so to give it to me now. What, what, what do I have to go through this incredible difficulty? I mean, life is an incredible struggle for everybody. I don't care who it is. It's a struggle for the infant, for the child, for the toddler, for the child, uh, for the teenager, for the adult, for the old guy. It's a tremendous struggle. You always have, you know, and so on. And I'm not even talking about all the fears and the suffering. The suffering of mankind is incomprehensible. The amount of suffering that goes on with mankind. You know, um, uh, you know, and, and so on. I mean, just take a look at Sandy. I mean, one hurricane. You know, I mean, could you imagine the suffering of that? How much suffering that produced in, in terms of you know humanity and so on? You know, it's unbelievable. We can't even comprehend that kind of suffering. Guy comes home there's no house left. I mean, you know, it's just like who even can think want to think about that kind of thing. And so, anyway, why do this? And suffering, of course, has a whole part in the the mindset. You know what I'm saying? That's the great (coughs) mystery of, you know, of, 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 and and it really needs to be answered. You know, because it's, uh, you know, if the version is about chesed, it's about chesed. Do it now, give me the reward now. Not reward, give me the goodies, now. You know, if you're all, if you're doling out goodies, hey, I'm online. You know, we we'll I have to go through this uh, again, um, so to speak, you know, to get it. That's the question. It's a very, very difficult question to answer. And in the end, there's no real satisfaction, as we will see. You know, nobody really knows ultimately why, you know. Uh, but anyway, so th- this is the problem that presents itself. A very profound question, uh, and the, uh, the answer is really, in many ways, very elusive. Even though I'm gonna to try to answer it. How would a person But it's very elusive. What? If you wouldn't have it, how would a person get a ticket? Okay, John. You know, no no you, you don't need a ticket.
0: A ticket for what? If somebody needs a ticket.
1: No no no. You understand? There's no teacon, there's no concern. If there was no if there was no there's no head. What do you call a ticken? You know, if nothing if it ain't broke, as they say, then you don't have to fix it. If there would be an haba immediately, there's nothing to fix. You know what, what do you mean? Tikkun is for something which is broken. If there's no there's <coughs> no sin, there's no avre, there's no injustice, there's no sin, there's no transgressions, there's no violations. There's nothing. You create it immediately into an unbelievable, you know, five-star hotel. <laughs> if I can use a you know, the uh, Hilton. You six, know, you're the you, you open your eyes and there you are. You're in the presidential suite in Le Hilton. You know, forget about how you got there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, and of course, the room service is beyond compare. I mean, every minute they knock on your door and say, well, you know, what would you like, what would you like? You know, there's eggs in the morning, breakfast, I met, you know, and so on and so forth. Just, and then you open up the you know, the balcony doors, and the view is mind-boggling. The oceans on one side, gorgeous mountains on the other, and the, and the valleys and the hills. I mean, I just you know, and not described this all day long. Uh, but if you've not never been, been anywhere else, how, in the of of the know, now, how would you know how? If you've never been anywhere else, how would you know how great this is? You think you don't think the Russian can create <laughs> you with a sensitivity of beauty yeah. without having to know what, what uh, darkness and ugliness is? Come on, we're talking about the map Remember what I said when, when I talked about God. Remember, you do reality. God is not part of reality. It's not that there's a reality in which God has to take his seat so to speak, where reality controls what he can do and so on. No, no. Reality is part of God. What is real is determined by the Rabodishlam. That means all the laws of existence, the fact of existence. All of that he decided and he created. Before that there's nothing but him. Whatever but him means. See? So whatever, I mean just you know put me in the open. what can I tell you, you know, I guarantee everybody would love to be, you know, why? Are you going to explain Namadek Sufra at all? That's what I'm headed because for. I'm yes. But right now I'm telling you, you know, it's very elusive. I have never seen anybody explain anything about Namadek Sufra, except the Ramchal takes it on. But you, as we see, it's very hard to understand. It doesn't seem to be a real answer, which we'll see in the song.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: it's one of the most difficult topics, topics in Ashkofa, and everybody seems to be shy away from it. That's, I'll tell you right out, you know. Uh, and so on. Anyway, that's the problem. Real problem. Leulimhaze is the incredible problem. You know, the struggles and the suffering and the, and the and, and, you know, all the deficiencies and the dependencies. And everything that goes on and so on. Okay. Why is this such Leulimhaze really, you know? <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> the, answer to the, the answer to this is Yoshami that they bring down. You know, and it says in Yushami, whoever eats bread that's not his, has not ksufa, shame. ni ksufa, that's a technical term. Namli means bread, ksufa means shame. The bread of shame. What What is Yushami saying? What Yushami is fundamentally saying is that uh, if you are the recipient of something, <coughs> right? Obviously that something has to be very good. You know, great stuff, right? If you are the recipient of that without having done anything to contribute to the reception of that, you have not been sufu. I mean, anything means what? That you are not responsible in any way. In you didn't cause this, the good stuff to come to you, right? And you're not responsible for it. It means that somebody else caused it, but the reason why he caused it because you put him up to it, which would mean that you have a connection. Anything, you know what I'm saying? So you need to cause it, if you did not cause a state of bliss, eh, or if you didn't, um, if you're not responsible for the state of bliss, right? You have this incredible feeling of shame. Whatever a, that, like, that means. Somebody
2: gets a huge arusha, or you did nothing to get it. Get a out.
1: lot of people feel terrible about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go into that because it's a very profound, that's tremendous, profound psychological issues about this, the whole concept of shame very important emotion and it's tremendously under under it's not it's minimized people do not understand that sh- well we'll talk about it. But what is shame really and so on, as opposed to inferiority we, we deal with these psychological terms what is it so anyway so here's where it's appropriate to talk about this you know so that's you Um so that's what Namniksuf Suf is it, it's it's a or an experience, or you could use the word feeling, but really it's an experience that arises within you, let's call an emotional feeling, right in which you cannot tolerate <coughs> something which is very good, <coughs> but you had nothing to do with it. It's just there. That's not This It's a tremendous feeling of shame. I don't use the word embarrassment, They use the word shame, which is in a certain way that it will That's what the shaman says. So therefore, what the Rosh says, look, okay, everybody's going to have to stop If I give them an Uyrim habo, if I give them an Uyrim habo, and they have done nothing to deserve it, but with me? If I give them an Uyrim habo, and they did nothing to deserve it, what's going to happen? Do I, they're going to sit in the Yenim and they'll be shamed all day long because I'm giving it to them. They didn't do a thing to deserve it. They never earned it. They don't, they don't deserve it in a certain sense. So it's purely my chesed. They're going to sit all day long for eternity and have an eternal shame. And it's not the way to do it. So therefore, on one side, there's a duality here. On one side, we're experiencing this <coughs> incredible toiv, whatever it is, this unbelievable what's called shefa, divine influence, which is, uh, it's incredible, Uh, they're experiencing that, right? And the other side they're incredibly embarrassed or shameful about this because they didn't do a thing to deserve any of this uh, and so on. They didn't contribute anything to this new state of being that involved in. And the problem is, this is an eternal shame. That's pretty bad. You know, could you imagine being eternally shameful? <laughs> you know? So what does the Barashem do? This is the origin of suf. not suf. this is the origin. This is the problem. Um, wait, wait, let me finish okay. the problem. So therefore, the Moshim said, well, this can't be, because remember, Ram said that the Hatova that God wants to give us has to be perfect. It has to be fabulous, more than fabulous. It has to be incomparable that's what this has to be. Well, if I'm going to sit to be embarrassed and shameful for eternity, this is not called hatovish. The so therefore, you need to have a tikun namdiksof. Okay. Let's keep it simple. No, I'm, 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 I'm building it up. I'm building okay. it up. Right? The question is the same way the bunch would do everything else. You can take away the namdiksof too. No, it's more than that. I take away the namdiksof. The question is this. Wait a minute. I don't stand. The whole reason why I feel right shameful if I receive something for, no, for doing nothing, who created this feeling in me? God, Reba So, don't create the feeling in me, right, and, and don't fix it. As they say, if it, ain't, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? Of course, now that I've got this stuff in me, it's now that the reality is such, where I will experience unbelievable shame, correct? Then you're right, that I need a ticket for this, or else it's, uh, you know, you, instead of Olyam Haba being the greatest place, it would be the worst Gehenna. You know what I'm saying? Because forever I'm, I'm having shame. So, like I say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's the problem. Uh, that is a very difficult thing to answer. So it comes out that if the Mushima hadn't created the whole sensitivity, and the whole wherewithal that a person can even experience this reality, you wouldn't have to have what? a Tikkun, and if you don't have to have a Tikkun, guess what? The Hilton Presidential Suite, now! This is not to be confused with an endorsement of the Hilton Presidential
0: Suite. You know, so, so. I
1: mean, you know. Uh, no, I mean, the Hilton is like the, the name of the hotels, you know. Anyway. So th- this is the problem here. So we know what Namdik Sufa, we know the problem if you were to create an Eidam first, the problems of Eidam Hasef first. Like I said, it's a tremendous gamble if you ever get anything. And even if you get something, it's the, you, you, you determine how much of it. So who wants this business, you know? Skip the Namdik Sufa, just give me the goodies. This is the problem. And I explained to you what Namdik Sufa really is. It's this inability to receive Without having done a thing that contributes to the presence <coughs> of Tova, very clear. OK. So we need to talk about, first of all, before we go with dynamic Sufa, you need to talk about Kisufa, what is shame? What is shame? what's the results of shame? Very profound topic. And you will see that shame determines most of our lives. It's astounding, you know. What is shame, really? What does it mean to be ashamed, you know? Not easy. It's a very elusive emotion. But in the end, let's take an example. Let's take an example, see if we can, what's called, abstract or isolate the real feelings going on. What is a person shame? You an example, right? Guy goes into a shower, here's an example. Like, Why a takes everything off, right? And all of a sudden, on his way to the shower, there's this mirror. <laughs> it's a common example. A guy looks in the mirror and says, uh-huh, I don't believe this. That's me? So it's a rather blunt description of Kisufa. And all of a sudden, and especially if there's another guy, you know, standing out there, the other guy sees him, you know, basically, or whatever and so on and so forth he's ashamed he's embarrassed so we need to analyze that and you know, you know so many different uh, you know uh, uh, concepts you know of shame and so on and so forth you know or uh, the classic is let's say guy's a kid he's a nine-year-old kid and the father says i want you to do this and so on and so forth right and the kid whatever reason doesn't do does it because' not sure how whatever and so forth the father comes back and says, I don't understand. I told you to do this. Why didn't you do this? You know? So the father says to the kid, to the kid which uh, I'm giving you a real rough example. Well, are you an idiot? You're an idiot. He tells this kid, you're an idiot. You know, what, are you retarded? Something like that. You know? I don't understand you. What am I, what, you know? Why are you my common child? I expect a kid that's really, well, this is really bad news, you know, I'm not. But I, it's a good example, you know? With well, a father really downgrades, abuses, and really an abuse and so on, it's terrible and so on, you know. He really, really laces into his kid, and the kid turns beet red. What a emotion is the kid experiencing? Shame. The kid is ashamed.
2: Same thing as embarrassment
1: or No, Well, embarrassment probably is a synonym, but shame is a better word, you know.
2: Okay. So
1: the question again, here's another example of shame, what is, what is shame that the kid is experiencing? So I've given a kid kid example, and I've given an adult example. (coughs) (coughs) It's reality. Next time, all you guys take a shower in the mikveh, and you take a look, you're all going to say, ah, (laughs) now I'm an exufa, (laughs) right? Okay, so the question is, what is this? And the answer is this. A person experiences shame. Very important idea. When a person comes to face, with his own weakness or vulnerability. He's ashamed, in both cases. Guy, you know, I'm like say in the shower example, take a look at his body and whatever, and so on It's not, you know, Mr. America, Mr. Universe, or whatever, and so on. He's fat, he's this, and all that kind of stuff, right? Wrinkles, you name it, right? He's ashamed, why? Because he's looking at an imperfect, weak, vulnerable body and he's ashamed, you see. In other words, what has happened is a person is exposed. He, all of a sudden, he comes in contact with his own inferiority or rather his own vulnerability or weakness. Reality. Well, that's the reality. It, 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 it's, it's the exposure of one's, um, not, not fallibility, but one's own imperfection. We use that word. word. When a person when the imperfection of an individual, when he looks at it and it's exposed to him or to somebody else either way, you know, all of a sudden he feels shame, you see, which means that wait a minute, you know, something wrong with me, it's hard for him to admit that he's imperfect in whatever way that's what shame is. Shame is an emotion that a person experiences when he comes in contact with the reality that he's imperfect. So by the kid, the kid is ashamed. Why? Because the father's giving him off. And the kid realizes that, you know, wait, maybe I'm inadequate. Maybe my father's right. Maybe I'm an idiot. Why couldn't I do this? You see? You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, I'm incompetent, inadequate, and so on. So he feels ashamed about himself. You see? And of course, the, 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 that's very destructive that's the beginning of the erosion of a person's sense of worth, without getting into that. But, so therefore, the kid experiences shame, and the adult experiences shame. But when a person realizes his imperfection, and obviously, the more he realizes about his imperfection, the worse it is. The greater the imperfection, the more shamed he is. And so on, you know? That is the concept of shame. And so on. And it's a million other examples, and so on, you know? So this is the concept of kisufo. Everybody got that? The question is, what does that mean? Why should a person, or rather, what, what does it mean psychologically? Which is the first thing I want to go into And then we'll talk about the origin and so on. Why does a person have shame? Why does a guy have to feel he's perfect? Why? So I'm stupid, so what, big deal. You know, you think I'm a retard? I'm a retard. So what? You know what I'm saying? Because so I don't have a perfect body. So I don't look like Schwarzenegger, so what? So what? what?
0: So what? What? Why? No,
1: they, they may not care about their body, but in other instances they will have shame. It's just a matter of who, you know, when... Yeah, if each, each person has its own trigger. You know, you, you know, and so on. Some guys really don't care, but... In, I can but he still has shame in other instances. Nobody escapes shame. Because Nobody. He's a, because he's a Salomon Kim. Well, was that answer? I'm saying he was. So th- he was designed. In Nobody thinks about you at Salomon Kim when like you're ashamed. No, but I'm saying. Nobody. But, it, <laughs> no, but I'm saying. You're, you're not know. saying. Well, wait a minute. Because he's a Salomon Kim. <laughs> I'm ashamed. No, but, but because only <laughs> a Saudi thinks
2: that. Saudi. There you are. Lego.
1: Yeah,
2: they But there is an underlying thought
0: somewhere in the deep recess of the thing that he was I'll created dee. from from their so He was created as being perfect in a certain. Yeah, way. but he has to have
1: a thought in order to have shame. God, I to think about this. Tzaddik will think about that. I'm and he'll be ashamed because he realized he just gave himself to the Zahara. He's ashamed, which is true. But in order you know, to be ashamed in that level, you mean to be a most people have no shame. You're standing in front of a mirror before you get into a shower. You're not thinking, wow, this is a Tzelamon <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, you're not thinking about that. Kids don't think about Tzelamon Now, it can't be that. You know, in that case, Tzelamon uh, kim shame is a hoich madriger. Right? It's a big, you got to be to such a shame from such a, you know, uh, and so on. Anyway. So, so the question is, um, what does shame produce? Okay. What is interesting about a man, and it starts all the way when he's a kid. We think, we think, either we're always involved in thinking that we are God, or we want to, right we want to be God, or we want to overthrow God it's one of those three choices even though it's not conscious all mankind including women have delusions of omnipotence yes me you know we all think we're God's gift to the planet me? we may not want to verbalize that but at def- at, you know but deep down we all think we're omnipotent in some way even an infant thinks it's omnipotent I mean you have a two-year-old kid talking back to its parent you know, forget about the chutzpah, you know, whatever, but, like, what does this kid think? I mean, his father is like, you know, six and a half feet tall. And this little kid is like, what, a foot and a half tall? And this little kid saying, no, nah, The nah. <laughs> He can't believe, like, what, what in the world is this kid thinking? You know what I'm saying? And the kid is incompetent. The kid's a little kid. The kid knows his own inadequacy. It's income, It can't live on its own. It has no idea what to do, you know, about how to survive to the next minute. So how do you talk back to a guy, you know? So you have to look at that, and you realize that part of the kid thinks it's omnipotent. Why, do we, why is it we don't even think about the day of our death? You know, it's always the end that dies. It's never us, right? You know, and so on, because we have feelings of omnipotence. We don't feel mortality because we think we're God or we're going to live forever. Well, there's clearly an unreality to all this. You know what I'm saying? And, and therefore, we, and, so, so man struggles with the omnipotence. What's that struggle? The struggle is this, very important. It is the central or essential psychological problem of man. Because I think of omnipotent, a child only begins to... Uh, what, so therefore, what's the problem? The problem is that we have to face reality. And reality always teaches that we're not omnipotent. Because we need Yenna. We need somebody else. Reality is always looking at us in the face and saying, you're yeah, not omnipotent. If you were, what do you have to go make a living for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, obviously not. So there's what's called this dilemma. You know, I am really something. I'm omnipotent right at the same time you know I need my wife I need my job I need my boss I need food to survive and and so on so reality is always smacking us in the face so to speak that you're not who you think you are in fact the child thinks it's omnipotent but as time goes on the child begins to learn that wait a minute no 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 I'm limited I'm dependent you see and therefore the child curbs It's omnipotent fantasy that it is great and so on and so forth. It begins to realize that it is subject to others to survive and so on. But somehow the kid never gets over this, you know, and so on. And so there's always a tendency to have this incredible distorted image of self. And therefore, a man always has to contend with what? With the fact that he's not, that he's really imperfect. He's limited, he's dependent, he's deficient, and so on. By reality. (coughs) This is a very big problem for man. Now, on a psychological, you can say, well, I can understand it. Why? What's the fundamental psychological drive of all? The bottom. Rock bottom. What is it? Survival. Very good. Self-preservation. Survival. We're all afraid of death. We'll do anything not to die, anything. Make all kinds of decisions, okay, not to die. So therefore, and the Russian implanted in humans or else, you know, it's funny, I always think, you know, if a guy had a switch, you know, switch on him, that you could treat yourself instantly without pain, how many people would be alive today? <laughs> I think eighty percent of the Bria would have psh, put the switch and they'd be gone.
0: You know, they, I, hey,
1: I, I, it was called an exit device, <laughs> right? You know, who knows? Because all of a sudden you're going through a terrible tsara. it's it's not worth it. You know, at least when I'm dead, I'm not conscious, right? At least we hope you're not conscious, right? And so on, and just press the button, you're gone. <laughs> <Zap>. Exactly. <You're out. laughs> I was thinking, I think maybe five people will be living on this planet. That's it. Everybody would have exited a long time ago. Those would be all the tyrants. <laughs> yeah. But see, so our problem is self-preservation. So if, as long as I think I'm God, I have no problem. I'll always survive, right? It's only when I confront the imperfection of reality that's what's dangerous. Because that means I may not survive, you see. So therefore, a person, in order to compensate, or to deal with the reality that says to him, you're not perfect, what does a person have to do? He always has to assert or confirm that he's somebody. That is the fundamental psychological drive of all humans. You don't realize, everything we do in some way confirms our being, we're somebody, everything.
0: Is that rationalization? What? Is that part of rationalization?
1: No, it's, it's, no it's, it's a, the need is to avert death, right? The fear is self-preservation, right? And therefore, the compensation to that, since we all of a sudden find ourselves in a reality that's very threatening. When you meet somebody, do you know you size up the guy within one minute? You aware of that? You immediately, your unconscious is working. It's like a radar screen, you know, when you sit, you know. You're just blipping this guy. You're trying to read this guy. Now, why? What are you reading about him? You know what I'm saying? And the answer is, is this person a threat to my existence or not? That's you reading immediately. You're determining, what is this person to me? Is he a threat? Will he assist me? And so on. Immediately, why? Self-preservation. Every second of your life, every nanosecond, you're always concerned with your further existence. So therefore, you, you immediately shut up or estimate another person. That's why in the first minute you've already made the impression, which is not good because then this guy has to undo, if it's a negative impression, he's got to undo it because you already made it, you know? And after five minutes, it's over with. He, he, he's he's figured, out, figured you out. and That's the end of it. Why? Because it's self-preservation. So therefore, we could say, that, wait a minute, shame, or rather, or rather, <clears throat> the, the way to, to, uh, to deal with my imperfection, the reality, is how? I compensate by doing what? That everything I do, I assert my being. Everything we do. It's a very important statement, and so on. Because people take different measures of this assertion. Some people go wild, <coughs> and they become megalomaniacs. <coughs> In other words, nothing exists but me. But, that's it. You find megalomaniacs where they felt that I am, that everybody else somehow is doesn't exist, not literally but figuratively. I mean guys like you know, like the Mao, C you know, Dung, you know, Zikwa, I mean people he killed, Hitler Machimoy, Stalin, I mean these are the most evil people who ever lived, you know. They're megalomaniacs. You know, everything can go. Nothing is everything is irrelevant to me. That's megalomania. That is a distortion of self which is psychotic. Then there's what's called, yeah, the megameme, lower the no, it's egocentric. It means I, everybody exists, but I'm the center of the universe. Everybody exists to serve me. You see, that's, that's really why you're here. But we didn't know that, right? You only exist to serve me. What's wrong with that? Sounds good. Sounds
0: good,
1: huh? You know, means you have no value in yourself other than the fact that how useful are you to me? That's egocentric, you with know, the ego, or my ego center, you see. Then the level down, is very. So this is a very important understanding of human nature, you know, is the egoist, you know, where we all exist, but I'm better than you guys. I'm superior, you see, I'm a superior being they uh, the all the old guy. Some of the guy was psychotic, you know. The megalomaniac is psychotic. The egocentric is it's uh, not psychotic, but you know, he's he is such an incredible distortion of self. It's what's called it's the height of narcissism. Well not really exactly narcissism is different. But uh, and then the ego egoist or the, the egoist and so on, where, you know, I'm I am and everybody else is also, but I'm superior to all you guys. You know? That's, we look at that as a classic Baghdai. You know, <laughs> arrogant, you know. But then there's a fourth type of of uh, distortion of self. And I guarantee you, I don't think anybody in this room knows what it is. There's a fourth level of arrogance. That's very subtle, but it is. In fact, it's so subtle that many people are that they have no idea that they are bali Because they don't realize it's the fourth level. What's the fourth level? Self-complacency. Complacency. In other words, we all exist. I'm not superior to you guys. You guys are not superior to me. But we all exist without the need of anybody else. You know? And therefore, I will do what I want to do. Because I exist also, so I can do whatever I want to do. You see, so it's not a matter of being superior, it's a matter of being I am, you know, if I want to take a vacation, too bad, you know what I'm saying? When you eat, for instance, you know, you eat and so on because I am, therefore I have to eat and therefore I will eat. You see, it's what's called an exercising of the self and the illusion that you exist independent of God. I think they exist? No, well that's proof they do exist. Do you... Yeah, you uh... That's the not but anyway.
0: Could you, could you uh, anyway, those are
1: the four levels of 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 geos. is a distortion of self. That's really what it is. I think everyone has that. Everybody has. Yes, yeah. otherwise you wouldn't be able to survive with you. No, Moshe doesn't have it. It's an avoider. The opposite. In other words, I'm giving you the four levels of 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 arrogance or distortions of who you are. The last one is where I exist and I thought so I can do whatever I want. I'm not superior. Anybody oh, cool. else? There's no. I'm relative to me. Everybody's equal. I'm saying, well, However, I am relative to God. I am well,
0: but Without you
2: that, say, I, cou- I couldn't well. exist with because of my
0: my my uh, lack that of uh, what was the term we used before? Uh, because, because
2: I'm am in um
1: inadequate. Inadequate. No 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 no. You couldn't exist without this and still feel inadequate. I could exist and still feel adequate. You mean? I cannot have this feeling and still feel I am, yeah. Yeah, that's called anivis. So where's the... Practice? Moshe Abelus said, you know, none of us exist. But then we have to be complete anivis, Not Are there levels in anivis then? Well, the opposite. Yeah, there are levels in anivis too. Yes. Well, self-complacency is the... Low, is It uh, looks like anivis because I don't hold anybody else as superior. I'm not superior. So it looks like you're an But really, you do whatever you want. Right. without the recognition at all that, this so they, they'll that the
0: Zerubalashton... So the is where he I consider completed. other people's opinions in what I do first. What was that? Then you're saying the opposite of that is where I consider other people's opinions in what I do first. <laughs> <And> first. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So that would be the first level of our
1: Well, the, then, we, yeah, I'm not going to... It's not a Shishan Nevis, but I, I'm bringing it because ultimately I want to give it to Namne Sufa. Anyway, so the uh, idea is that, ultimately speaking, we all assert self. <coughs> we're always trying to feel like somebody. Always. Like I said, because if we're not, it's the greatest imperfection, we will not survive. That's the problem. Very important. It's the most basic psychological drive of all is the need to be self. Is to have self-worth, self-respect or self-esteem. Which means that I am. And I am not it's talking more, about my more by men than women? No, it's by both. It doesn't make a difference. If you're human.
2: So it starts with the threat of non-existing. Yes, and therefore the, the most basic thing
1: is to exist. Is to exist, to be. And therefore I'm always trying to assert that. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so how is complacency different than assertiveness? What? Assertiveness and complacency. How are they different? Because and non-assertiveness is an aberration.
1: It's wrong. You know. Somebody tells you something, you know, and it's harmful to you or it's wrong then you should say, I'm sorry, I disagree with you. That, that has to do with nice. because I am somebody greater than you. It's just that, you know, what you're saying, I disagree. It, it, it's like they say, with all due respect to your ego, wait, wait,
0: wait. That, that could be I disagree,
1: which means that we all exist, but it's something that I have to be truthful. If I assert, it's always because of some truth that I feel and that you're not in contact with. Anyway.
0: And the ego is, how does self-esteem play into that uh, scenario? someone who said, you know, that the world kind of revolves around them in a way, maybe they could do it, They're, they are the most important person to themselves without putting down other people. So how, is, how, how would esteem play into those four? All those no, so that, sort of no, no. sociopathic no, or, psychotic it's, or psychotic or... Because it's to
1: themselves, they are the most important person, but what really is, is they feel they exist. They really exist in and of themselves, and they can do whatever they want. And it's not so much in relation to others. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the consequence of this, you know. The consequence so, but that's psychological. See. But what's interesting is this: is that a person always has to assert self psychologically. And I'm telling you, because of self-preservation. But there's something else. Now, if a person doesn't assert himself, what happens? Or rather, if a person doesn't have this. Right, if he believes he's inferior, right, then that's very bad, because when a person believes that he's not in, that he's inferior for whatever reason, if a person has no self-worth, no self-respect, and so on, so, and so on, that's very bad because then he's frightened. That that's a the f- fundamental reason for anxiety. Is that depression? But per- no, forget depression. A person becomes extremely anxious if he believes he's a nobody. Because, like I said, if you're a nobody, you won't survive and you'll die. So that's the immediate reason why it's very anxiety-producing. And therefore, a person will always try to remove the anxiety, all kinds of defense mechanisms, not to feel that I'm a nobody. A lot of guys walk around feeling they're nobodies, so they compensate. so on there's all kinds of defense mechanisms for somebody who feels like he's nobody and so on but anyway the main idea is that inferiority therefore is not good it's threatening to the person in his ability to survive that's number one however what is there a spiritual origin to this that is the question is there a spiritual origin for a person feeling that he's somebody or that he feels omnipotent is there a spiritual origin? Interesting question. Is it all psychological? If a kid was abused by his parents, made to feel like nobody, he will grow up feeling he's a nobody and have all kinds of psychological symptoms as a result. Why? Because that produces anxiety. And the anxiety must be dealt with by the mind. You can't be frightened all day long. There's all kinds of defensive mechanisms to allay the anxieties and so on. But the real question, that psychological inferiority, which will create anxiety, all kinds of defensive mechanisms, but the real question is, wait a minute, is there a spiritual inferiority? The reason why we feel inferior is not because of psychological reasons, because of legal reasons. Interesting question. You need to look at that, you see, because that's the beginning in many ways of Namdik Sufa. The answer is yes. We not only feel inferior or there's something, we don't feel that we're somebody in a certain sense
2: not only for psychological
1: <clears throat> reasons, you know, but there's also ruchnistical reasons. One of them is this. Before the Nishoman enters the body, who are we attached to? The Baruch What is the Nishama doing before? It is, is, was it not created? It was. All nishomas were created at the beginning. So where's everybody hanging out? What are they doing when they hang out? That's the question. And the answer is they're in a state of Vegas with the Baruch right? The problem is, that they're experiencing now, the Tsufa. as I said. Well, you are in a state of Dvekas Tavushnah. You are experiencing unbelievable stuff. The problem is, I didn't do anything to deserve this. You know, I'm in the Hilton, the presidential suite, and that's how I was born, and that—that's the Dvekas Tavushnah. You see? So, so that—that that, so that—that that itself is an interesting position, right? So, what Voshan do? Disconnects, so to speak, the Nishoma from himself and he inserts it into a physical body that's really who we are we are individuals or neshamas that used to be connected to Rosham, but we have been disconnected we have been inserted into a physical world it's like taking a spiritual being and putting it into a whole different foreign territory and all of a sudden we open up our eyes and we say wow all of a sudden I feel there's something wrong I feel inferior I don't know why So psychologically like I said because there's a struggle and so on to survive. But what I'm saying now is something different. There's a spiritual reason why. We, we, we have been disconnected from the source of existence who is God. He's snapped us off, so to speak, and put us into a goof. And the goof now covers everything. It distorts or changes our perception of reality. And now we're no longer connected to the source of existence. We have been disconnected. See? So therefore, immediately we have this sense of inferiority. Which means that, hey, I'm nobody. I'm zero. So there's a reason why you're feeling like zero. Because you have been disconnected from the Ramachandra. So as long as we were connected, we were feeling this incredible state of existence. But when we get disconnected, all of a sudden, who are we? You know, is there something here? You, you know what I'm saying? So that's a, a spiritual reason for inferiority, you see. So not only psychologically we can feel inferior, we can feel inferior existentially, because our, the way we exist automatically gives us a feeling of inferiority. We have been disconnected from the source of existence. And immediately, you know, it's like an infant, right? Imagine an infant that the mother's holding, you know, so the infant feels great. <coughs> All kinds of tactile, you know, the, when the mother holds, touches a very important emotion you know, very important, you know, touch, and so on. And the infant is being hugged by its mother, and the infant feels great, because that touching reinforces the fact that it is something. You see, somebody is hugging me, you know, saying, ah, I'm secure, you know, I can make it, because somebody's hugging me and so on, you know? And all of a sudden, the infant is put down, and the mother walks out, and all of a sudden, the infant feels, hey, what happened to my support system? you know it's gone and all of a sudden there's an anxiety in part of the child you know, some kids need to be hugged all the time you put them down they start screaming you know why because they have a, a greater feeling of insecurity or rather inferiority or you know, so on but what I'm saying is that the fact that the Hashem has been inserted into a physical body immediately produces an existential state of inferiority which automatically produces a fear it's, a, it's an existential fear that you're now disconnected from the spiritual source of existence of course immersion and all of a sudden there's a tremendous fear and then the child is always trying to overcome that you see so it comes out interesting that psychologically we feel nobody and spiritually we feel like nobody so it comes out that both of these are feeding us to a certain being (coughs) you see part of us is trying to feel like somebody because spiritually our Neshamah feels oh I'm nobody, I've been disconnected from the source. And if the person's always trying to do what? To try to reassert being. And we are forever trying to do that. Everything we do, we're always aware of who am I? I'm somebody, and you better find out. You know, and so on, you know. And because of those two origins, psychological and spiritual. Okay, so so far we have an understanding. See, so we understand the concept of shame. All of a sudden we're walking by and we see this mirror and what do we look like, you know? So we're shame because all of a sudden there's a vulnerability we see in us. You know, and that reinforces our inferiority. Oh, I'm imperfect. Oh, there I go. So shame is the emotion when you when what's exposed to you is weakness, vulnerability, and that becomes threat. You see. But shame, spiritually, is different. Psychologically, that's the origin of shame. It's a very important emotion because then we try to o- overcome that shame. What about spiritually? See, why do we have shame? Interesting. Now I told you why. I told you one reason because we're dis- disconnected from the Rebbeinu Shalom and we're inserted into a physical world, and God is gone. I mean, we don't see Him, you know. And also in the Shema, it's a move It's an existential fear, you see, and therefore. There's a drive to compensate for that or to overcome that. And that's part of the drive to assert <clears throat> being, to feel like somebody. But there's another reason. It's very interesting. And that all has to do with the concept of shleima. Do you remember last week I ended, you know, the Maram Khalsa's shleima, That a bunch wants to us the best. So remember I asked you, if you had if God came over to you and said, okay, I like you. One wish, genie, one wish, and I will grant it to you. And everybody was trying to, you know, money, this, that, whatever song, you know. But I, I, I think I left you with the answer. The greatest of all wishes is what? I want to be God. I want to be you, or at least like you, you know? OK, so, you know, you can also exist, God, no problem. But I want to be you. So devotion would say, and, and you're right. You, you could say, listen, you want to give me which is the greatest possible good. The greatest possible good is to do what? Not to be dependent, to have no limits, to have no deficiency, to exist forever. Come on, that's it. There's only one being that is that's God. There's nobody else that, that has that type of characteristics or profile, right? So make me a God. Wow. That's insane. Incredible. You see? And therefore, you could say, you want to give me a Tau make me a God. So what the Bodhishev say, I will do it. I will make you a God. Because that's a Tau What well, I'm trying to show you is something very interesting. That's exactly what the Bodhishev wants to do. He wants to make us into a God. Interesting, huh? But there's a problem here.
0: What? You can't read. There's only one.
1: What, what's the problem? It's,
0: what?
1: It's not that... I mean, we think that God can't do it because, you know, he's, you know, I ain't et no cetera, etc., etc. We're well, not getting into all that and so on and so on. but There's a big problem here. There's an existential impossibility for me to be a God, even though that's the best thing of all, you see. So what the devotion did is very interesting. And here's where the beginning of the problem is. The Bansham said, okay, what I'm gonna do is in many ways make you a god. In what way? Okay. One of the incredible features about the Bansham is what? Because the Bansham, you wanna say something? Okay. Because the Bansham is not limited, he's <coughs> not dependent or deficient on anything, He's a self-made. I don't want to use the word man, but he's a self-made being, and we don't understand how or what and so on. So the says, "Okay, I'm the, one of the essential ideas of this type of being is the Bonshum is a noising, not a That's What it means, the Bonshum is not limited, right? So he doesn't need anything else to take away the limitation. He's not dependent on anything, and he has no deficiencies. So the Bonshum is." completely independent, right? So therefore, he's a The Devotion doesn't have to take from anything, but he can give. The problem with us is we need to take. We're a macabre, because we are not God. So we are not a nursing, we're a macabre. This is the problem, you see. So what the bansham does is, in a certain sense, although it's not clear how, but the Mosham makes an Ishmael that's a Chelik LeKaimimal that's a part of God Himself. Now we do not understand what that means at all, but what it does leave us with an interesting duality. Since we are Chelik LeKaimimal, we are part of the Living God. Right? What does that mean? That means we are divine, really divine. Because you know, if something is a caliph of something, right, then it's divine. So therefore, in that sense, we're no a nice We're not a macabre. But at the same time, we're a Nivro, you see. So in a certain way, we're a Nimzah. We are God in a certain sense. But we're a peculiar kind of God. We're a Nivro. You know, we were created. We didn't always exist. So the part of us that's a Nimsa is not a macabre. It's a. The part of us is that is a nivra, is a macabul, not an noi saying. because a nivra means you are dependent for your existence on something else. The proof of that is that we didn't always exist. So here you have a being that has both that feels as if it's God, which means it's not a It doesn't receive anything. On the other side, right? We know we receive, that's how we exist. So it's very hard for us to be civil all this. How does a being that feels it is God and it begins to look at its own imperfections?
2: This is a created no saint, and that's that's era, in the old days, Well,
1: well I, like I said, the concepts itself are very difficult to precisely understand because we don't know what's involved. In be- what does cheluk lekami mao really mean? What does that mean? I mean, part of God. God isn't anything. except God cannot be individuated into parts. You know what I'm saying? But in any case, the Neshama is a peculiar kind of being. On one side, it's Elokim. You know, by, in the end of uh, Davening, it says, atem, Elokim Atem, you are gods, you know? Within the Neshama, is Chelkaim so it's a Nimsa. It feels it is a divine being, and it is, in many ways. At the same time, it's a divine being that was created, so it's makabo. So it's interesting you have this kind of duality here in the Neshama itself, you see. So here's the problem. Why did the Bereshama do that? Because he wants to make the Neshama a God. That was Hatov HaShlema, you see. So the fact that the Neshama is a chalik with Mao is the concept of Hatov HaShlema. That's why. It's the greatest thing God can do for you, and that is if you can't be a God, so you're a Chelech of God. So that automatically gives you a feeling of what? Of omnipotence, you see, of, of superiority or omnipotence. Mm-hmm. That's where our feelings of omnipotence comes in. That's why an infant has omnipotence until it learns that it is not a nimsa, it's a ivra you know, it's got to receive from its parents and so on. Uh, so the Nesham is a peculiar kind of being. So the Hatova Shlemah demands that it's a kind of in the greatest possible way. At the same time, It was a nivra, because it didn't always exist. So the neshama has this. So here's the problem. This is the origin of Nara and Because the neshama feels like a god, so if the neshama is receiving, it's forever what? Experiences its vulnerability. That's shame. The shame isn't that it's shameful, it's embarrassed. The shame, as I told you, the, the definition of shame, it experiences its imperfection from nanosecond to nanosecond for eternity. That's terrible. Why? Because since it has the feelings of omnipotence, the feeling that it is a God, it's constantly experiencing, I'm not a God. So, come on. It, 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 it's the Hatova The created the concept of which creates the concept of what? of I feel omnipotent, which creates the concept of Namdik Sufa shame. Because if I'm an Ulam Habo, and it's not a God, really, I'm always experiencing God, the, you know, whatever that is, so that's a macabre. So the fact that I have to be macabre from the Rabboni Shalom, at the same time I feel as if I'm a Noi is Namdik Sufa.
0: Got that? In a so way. the
1: origin of Namdik Sufa originates in what the Rawatsanabari is. You're right, I want to make you God. That is Akovishlema. So therefore you're going to be a chalik or a kamimao, whatever that means. But what it does is it elevates the being that is a chalic to an incredible status. Unbelievable status. That it is God like, which means that I'm an Isaac, not a cabal, I'm not dependent on anything, because that's the peculiar peculiarity of a God. At the same time, since you created me, and you need to feed me the existence from microsecond to microsecond, you know what I'm saying, I feel terrible. I feel imperfect. So that kind of a situation in the Maha is Nam sufa That means at the same time I'm feeling I'm incredible, at the other same time I'm feeling like a, a, a Shlomazal. I mean, not a I should say, but a, I'm a nobody. How does a being exist that way? So we on earth, we're always compensated, and always trying to prove with somebody. So in a Mahasaya, you can do that kind of business. You know, we're always trying to feel with somebody, and that's why we always have to assert, what, you, who are you to put me down? You know, there's always the need to, no, and I'm somebody, you know? And, and so on, all arguments, all desires to be remembered eternally. Why does a guy give a million dollars to have a plaque on a wall? What does he care if anybody remembers him? Who cares? You do know, you think anybody remembers it after the plaque. <laughs> I have yet to see a guy who looked at a plaque when he walked to a building, <laughs> you know? But it's the illusion of being immortal. So at least if I'm not here, at least they remember me. Yeah, sure, right? I'll invite your grandchildren to remember you. Forget about the plaque on a wall, you know? That's what's in there. You know, I see these people, you ever go into a shoe with the outside, uh plaques, you know? Like you walk in the shoes, I once walked in a shoe, the whole shoe was plaques. <laughs> Well, obviously, everybody had an inferiority complex. I mean, everybody wants to remember forever. You tell me who looks at the plaque? I used to actually look at some of the plaques, because I was curious. Because I was curious, how far back does the death go? And the guy's dead for 80 years. That shows how old the shoe was. So I was curious from a historical standpoint, you know? But nobody looks at plaques on a wall, you know? But it's man's obsession with being remembered forever, you see, you know? I remember once there was a shoe that was, you know, it was a bad neighborhood It was closed and so on, you know. So they made a deal. So they had money saved up, let's say, you know, two hundred grand, you know. So they're going to give that to another shul to perpetuate its name, perpetuate the memory of that shoe. But what was part of the deal? You got to take all the plaques, right? Got to take, put it on the wall there. You know, it's like a, anyway, because all these people want to remember forever, seich and ishma and so on. It's it's incredible what a person does to live. To, to think and live forever which of course he doesn't, you know, and so on. Anyway, <clears throat> but this is the existential problem of Nishama. He's a nivro and an nimso at the same time. Those are two conflicting ideas in the same individual. So therefore, in Urim Haba, where a person feels he's God in a certain sense, at the same time, he's being macabre from the Basham, all the hashba, terrible! And therefore, he's always been reminded, so to speak, of what? that I'm a makabal, that's kisufa, that's shame, on a spiritual level, you see. The inability to receive is kisufa. In this world, the kisufa manifests itself as shame, when you're reminded of your vulnerability. You know, in the makabal, kisufa is what? Is to feel terrible, to see your imperfections eternally, which is beyond belief. Uh, so, so you see how it goes. The HaTov demanded you be like God.
0: But isn't that conflict necessary as an impetus and thrust to want us to try to grow and make those come closer to each other? Wait! And wait! 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 Wait!
1: So what does Moshe say? I need to massacre this. See, the question: Why did Moshe just dump? The, this this problem of uh, what does he have to fix it for? Don't give us the feeling of shame. Right. But the answer is we have the feeling of shame because we're khilikanimal. So what that means a bunch of if he didn't make us khilakami mal, we would always feel we're a We wouldn't <coughs> have the shame. We would never have a shame. No, because we are macabul. What's the problem here? The shame comes from the fact that we think we're God and we're we're perfect. So we're always reminded of the fact that we're imperfect. That's the shame. Just like a human when he sees himself as deficient. So he's immediately what? Shame because I feel I'm 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 perfect. I'm taking a look at myself and what, what you know what is this? You see what I'm saying? So therefore, nik Sufa is the result of a being that's a Khenuk-Kaim-Mal. You Got it? And therefore is the closest thing to the Burisham. Got that? That's the Kisufa. You see? On that, the spiritual pisufa, it's because we're in Nimso, besides the You See? And that manifests itself here. Besides the psychological concept of self-preservation, you know, wait a minute, if I'm imperfect, that means I can die. That's a psychological concept, right? Of self-preservation and so on, the need, right? But the real concept, right, is I think I'm God. Why? Because I think I'm God, I'm an ishamma. You see? And even a goya is an ishama, just different levels. But all beings that have Nishamas will have nam niksufa, which is interesting. So and I think that. even malachim have nam niksufa, because they're they extremely elevated and so on. Their problem is they, they never always have nam niksufa, number one, and so on. There's no tikkun for them. But, you know, but the thing is that they don't grow more and more. They get whatever shefa comes in Elam Haba, they get a certain amount, and that's it. You know, We, however, have to do the tikkun because we can grow in the Shefa, The amount of glory of God that we experience grows from second to second. That's where, therefore, any day in the HaBor is not the same as the next day. The next day is incomprehensible to the first day, which is incomprehensible to the day before. We can't even imagine what that is, you see. And therefore, we need a Tikkun. What's a Tikkun? We have to imitate God. In some way, we have to be a Noy not a Macabal. That's a tzedekum. So therefore, God creates a hazeh. We come down, right? And therefore, we have a job to do. We will create the exact amount that we will need, right? That we get no ilum in the future world. Well, that's staggering, compared
2: to our little chakras. Wait, 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 our wait, no, answers. no, wait, wait, wait.
1: So therefore, we need to come down, and whatever <laughs> hashpah we get from God in Olim the future world, we are responsible, we cause it, and therefore, in essence, we are a true cause of whatever we get in Oilem Haba, and therefore we're not a makabo, we're a because we determine the fact that we are there and the degree that we get. So, to that extent, we are a nursing and not a amicable, so therefore the kisufa is enormously alleviated. Even though, in the end, we need to exist from God. I mean, what we're getting in the clearly is not us. It's the, the, what we determine is the fact that we're in the harbour, and how much we get. That's all we can determine. We are above hatoyvahu, but the actual toiv, clearly, we're not. But as long as we, in some way, have a det- we, that we determine the amount we get, that's enough to remove the kisufa. So if you're a total makhabo, that's bad news. But if in some way you caused or are responsible or contributed truly to your matzav, your situation in the to that extent your kisufa is gone, and that's apparently, the Banisham knows, that is sufficient to be makhabo, which we are, because we know that if it wasn't for me I would never get this. In other words, whatever I'm experiencing is a result of my input. Nobody else's. But in order to do that, the Marnashim has to do something incredible. What is that? So therefore we know why there's Tichm of Sufi in That's why you the O'idam So the Nivra or the Nimsa doesn't feel an Shame, because it's a nivra. Interesting. But in order to do that, what does God have to do? That's the yes, has the Who? Yes, has to pun. Yeah, in order to make an odim but there's something far more important. Far more important. To, yeah, yeah. We have to be a true cause, don't we? God's going to give it to us anyway, isn't it? This is a stomach game. here? Oh, free will. That necessitates the creation of free will. Because free will means what? Whatever we do is our decision, not his, which itself is a very problematic idea, and so on. That means we are a true cause, a true cause, or we are truly responsible for the fact that we are in Oidam and the Dargah of Oidam Habo will end. That's khira, free will, which is a very problematic concept. But how do we know we have free will? Because you know, wait a minute, you know, that means we have a hero. The whole thing doesn't make sense, right? So that's how we know that we have true free will and so on. And therefore, what that enables us, it gives us true causality. We are true causative agents for the fact that we are in hub Haba, future world, and the level of Heshboar that we get in O'idam Haba. So that's the solution.
2: Yeah, but the Murder is coming with, with um Now let's say the problem with all of this
1: that's why this is nice, but it's only after God created the world. But remember, ultimately the problem is, wait a minute. Reality is part of you. Why create any of this? Why create the concept of Hatova? Hatova Schlema, perfect goodness. I don't know. Right. I'm just saying what the problem is, you know. It's an, yeah, it was the concept of a or the concept of a Ninsa or a Nivro. These concepts were created, right? The concepts of being of Chelik Lekai. Why even do any of that? It just created another type of reality where none of this exists. Oh no, that, there's no answer for that because we don't know. We don't know why God decided this. And once, but you see, in you know once you once you have the given of A, B, C, D, E, a, F, G, follows. But if God is the absolute controller or determiner of reality, why do this reality altogether oh, no. unknown? You so ultimately childhood. speaking, Namdiq Sufa has no answer, really. But once he once he did that, so we can at mechanics. least we have a logic, or else guys don't even have a logic here, you know, and they don't make it. And, and you know, denying them a logic here, but it comes out of itself that the whole concept of bread of shame comes from the fact that God wants to make us God. And that's what the Noach said to "We, Vizem Kelokim You'll be his God. Wow! Because yeah, man aspires to be God. And in the end, the incredible thing is we will be like God. Ultimately, in Ulem Hapo, like Him, you know, and the aim of God. Uh, so it's funny, by listening to God and not trying to rival Him, right, we will be like God.
2: It's a, it's a so paradox. So, was telling the opposite what was true. Exactly.
1: But if you want to be like God because you want to do what you want to do, then, uh, on the contrary, you won't be like God. It's a paradox. To try to be like God, right, by rivaling Him, you will not be like God. It's only when you accept your humility, <coughs> which is a paradox. Then you'll be like God. But if you're arrogant and you insist on doing what you want to do because you're somebody, then yeah, you think you're God, but you won't be God. It's the reverse. So by being humble, you will be God. By being arrogant, you will not be God. And that's the Nohosh. See, the Nochash understood exactly what Odom and Chava needed. The insecurity of being separate from God and the fact that the Nivra was bothering them. He understood that, because that's why he's the Malchah And that was his temptation, you see. And that's why throughout the Chumash, everybody's always trying to prove themselves. And it starts off with Odom, Chavo, she's the first one, then Odom, right, then you have the, the, the Tower of Babel, Migdal Bovel, He's gonna try to overthrow God, right? Kain and Havel, Migdal Bovel. You know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody's having trying to get a chance at being God or saying, hey, I'm somebody. You know what I'm saying? It's a constant state of affairs where a person is always trying to assert because of his inferiority, whether it be psychological or uh, spiritual inferiority. So, there you are. That's the Shi'a Valencia.
0: Wow.
1: wow. So you now know what it is and what we really ultimately can't answer. But you understand the logic. The whole logic comes from Hathor Mishlema, which is pretty really fascinating. You know, which is the original question. If you had one wish, what would you wish? You know? And so on. Before we leave, that's it. Hello? Eliezer? Want to shut that? I mean, i Ultimately speaking, like I said...
0: Why one person can't... Anyway. let me cancel one quick question? The this whole thing is like essential. It's the core. What's the core of the tikram. But I, have, I always keep thinking I have a hard time. The, majority, the overwhelming majority of Yidni that come to earth never have a chance at Torah Judaism. So what's that about? So no, 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 no. you're just banging around like pinballs at a pinball machine? No, 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 no. Looking for no, everybody answer? No, everybody... <laughs> has his uh Everybody has his, his <laughs> but
1: you don't understand what the job is. You think the job is to have complete Bahira. No. There's a range of Bahira. Nobody, nobody has complete Bahira.
0: Is there a Tesla? Nobody has complete Bahira. Not because they turned it away Cartoon. No because they don't know. They were raised Because what their gilgo
1: demands, what their reincarnation demands is this is the what they have to do.
0: It depends on their former lives. You, know? you really have to look at every year as a as, as Jew, whether the religious or not or whatever. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm about each Jew
1: has his work, mission in life, which depends on his former lives, you see. So what you may say, well, this guy has no b'chira. He doesn't need the b'chira of that. He, doesn't do he just up. has to do one thing, and that's it. See, the journey of the soul as it <laughs> migrates from life to life determines its mission and what it did in the previous. So sometimes uh, the, the Shabbat does not have to do everything it did when it first came down. See? So anyway, that's the, the concept of um, the yeah. mystery of the of the soul, who it really is, and uh, and, and so <coughs> on, the consciousnesses, and so on, this is uh, what, what's Who's, very well, about
2: this. Uh, it's, maybe it's just my misunderstanding of what it is, but it seems that, like, for an existence to be of such an entity that's Ma'am is just, let's say, a step down from God. The Torah mitzvah seems like a small price to pay, so to speak. I mean, it's very little. Yeah, that's true. For an eternity's worth, yeah, like a no, 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 no. seventy that's, years. That's, you, th- that, you think, that's, you think that's, that's
1: the problem. i a always here on that. It's called the Chesed of God. What is the Chesed of God? Dimension <coughs> well, is one of them. You know, it's like the Vilna Gaon said before he died. You know, for the, the tzitzis, tzitzis. <laughs> he picked up his and said, "You mean I'm going to get hava for this? I mean, what does it take to wear tzitzis? We're not even aware we're wearing tzitzis. You know, we put it in the morning, whatever, it makes it rough, whatever, and so on, so forth. And then we forget about it until the night time. We just take it off. And for that mitzvah, who knows what the reward of hava is? See, so
2: that's the incredible... So it feels thing. like I'm not doing like, heavy labor to earn my, to earn an eternity of being godlike.
0: Don't say anything, because
2: Brother Bonshom
1: said, you know, he's got a point there, i got to get a much harder job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Obviously, see. This is like work, but uh, no, it, it, you know, but I, I, I want to tell you something. Don't worry. I guarantee you that Bonshom makes up for that, because the necessaryness we have, you know, we may not have any necessaryness, but in something else, it'd mm-hmm. be terrible, you know. Don't worry about it, we have to earn our keep as they are, you know? Right. So there's plenty of difficulties and so on. But that is one of the of the marshal <clears throat> That overall, you know, look, they used to say, it's hard to be Jewish. Ah, they didn't obviously feel that way, you know, and so on. You know, each generation has its struggles, its difficulties and so on. In Europe, when they had no money, you know what I'm saying? Everybody had to, you know, they had no money and so on. Everybody had to work for a terrible amount of hours and so on and so forth. It was very hard, and after you wiped, you sit down to learn Torah. That was then his son. Each generation has their own serious, their own struggles. You know, it's like never... Exa- no, nothing is uniform. Every generation has its own struggles, its own mission, and therefore its own tikkun. And through the entire journey of the neshama, through all the lifetimes, you know what I'm saying, it will have struggled sufficiently. But even then, it's never the same. Right? It can never justify <coughs> infinite bliss forever. Claw. Nothing can justify that.
2: And that's one of the chasotam. But this, you
1: know, that means I mean?
2: that there's still a tremendous amount of non-design sufa, theoretically.
1: No, because
2: whatever contributing, I get, contributing. I, contributing. I contributed. That's oh, all. so at least that. No, no, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we get. That's what I was saying. The, the hatava itself of eternal bliss forever, that's a Baruch Yeah. But what we get, at least we did. And that's the not to mitigate. That we get. And the fact that what we get, we cause
1: truly, because we have chira, that is sufficient <coughs> to enjoy habo forever, and not have discomfort.
2: Is, is there an undercurrent? Like it's enough to mitigate it, but is there like always an undercurrent of the They can't be, because
1: it's not. But well, it won't be
2: shlema, So somehow, if, it's tava, be,
1: if there's annoying, if something is annoying <laughs> at me for eternity, you know, I, mean, I really deserve this, what, I mean, what I really do. You know, you know, I want to tell you something, that of harbor will turn into a Gehenna I don't care how minute it is, yes. you know. You ever see a, a little flea buzzing around your head? You know, and, and you're able to do work and so on and so forth, but come on, this flea is always
0: there!
1: You know, you, you know, it can't... So, it, obviously, look, the monster is sure not going to do that to us, you know. Sure I mean, it has to completely remove... So somehow, somehow, it somehow it does. does. Because they have to say that the Kisufa isn't the fact of how much we feel like God, it's the fact that if we receive it in the Mahab, we never feel like God. So to remove anything, automatically remove the problem. Got it? The Kisufa comes the fact that we are
2: complete macabre. <clears throat> really. So as, so as long as we know that there's some aspect of the Kabbalah of receiving... So in that direct thing, i with God, God. And, that, and so on, you know? So In that respect, yeah. I'm godlike. like that's enough. That's
1: enough, yeah. No, in other words, as long as I'm somewhat godlike. So that's
2: what I can hang my hat on. So. Yeah, then,
1: then mm. that's fine. The problem is that we, as long as we, we, mm. we, we're not a cause, we never feel like a nice thing. Never. It's always a Makabal, we're receiving oh, that so which we don't deserve that's
2: intolerant that very the, the <laughs> super, because Lomaise, in this uh, Indian I'm, I'm, I'm a given and that's enough that's enough yeah I kind of feel like I'm like somewhere
1: it's like when you turn on the switch what? You, see, you turn on the switch you don't generate electricity to let it come in but you cause it in a sense you have to cause it yeah it's, it's like you turn on the switch you have nothing to do electricity it's coming from a station and yeah, whatever. but my cause, right, and it's that's enough, a, I'm okay, I it's good. It's, good, it's, good it.
2: it's a good martial problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, do Hazel do well, or maybe Ramchal talk about this uh, game of uh, consciousness, because you're saying that really there is something fissure there. At a certain point we have to feel that we are all one and we are part of, uh, you know... It's, one of the, it, it's a very difficult, profound topic, of Who is who and what is what? Well, this consciousness... Who, you know, like I said, you know, Odom Rishon. as I say, I'll just repeat This <coughs> had Odom Rishon, not on the head. The question is, would we have been created or born anyway? And the answer is yes. Every Neshama would have been, been born, created, because we're all part of Odom Rishon. Right. So the problem is, wait a minute, I'm not Odom Rishon. You know, you're not Odom Rishon. You know, how can one man, you cannot divide consciousness. It's indivisible. So the question is, Odom was uh, he had consciousness wherever he was, it's not me. So <coughs> when he did the sin or whatever, you know, if he did the mitzvah, I didn't do the mitzvah, so I should have felt non I should feel the bread of shame. But somehow, the mystery is that all the Neshamas are really one block. It's called a uniform block. Uh, uh, oh! It's a unified block. One, but one body, one entity. No, yeah,
0: yeah, but it's, it isn't. And young, I forgot the time. term, <clears throat> I forgot the term here. But anyway, somehow,
1: individual consciousness don't really exist. We think we exist individually. Because, you know, I look at you and you look at me and say, well, you're not me and I'm not you. But in, on the, in a certain level, we are the same consciousness. So really, you're looking at yourself.
2: You said consciousness but I'm looking at individually. individually. The oh, cannot, so how, how do you have me you, and you? Well that's the mystery. I don't know. It's but,
1: but if you think about something, I want to you something, everybody has a certain sense of identity. Yes?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, what determines an identity really? It what just, are you conscious of? Consciousness some, simply means to be aware of something. Oh, the history. What, what, what happened in my life? You're conscious of what? It's your memory. It means what is your experiences previous. Oh, so they what the are your
0: skills, talents?
1: You know what I'm saying? Who are your relationships? In many ways, that's who you are. But what if <coughs> I erased everything? Imagine if you had total amnesia. Who would you be? <coughs> Nobody. Well, you know, would you be me? Because you don't have a separate identity. Like See, that's stuff. an interesting concept. What creates a separate identity really? It's really information, it's basically some body of information. Well, it, it, it's all the experiences
2: and who... Well, what's going to happen to each individual consciousness? Well, the, well apparently... Are they all going to disappear? Uh, or
1: is no, it, no, that can't be. I mean, uh, that it doesn't make sense, you know. Don't no, not just somehow. There will be individual consciousnesses, each one experiencing the Yet, in a certain level, it's an identicality, and we, we do not like understand that.
2: in in some way will be joined, but some we'll, we'll, we'll feel yeah. the Arabian or whatever it is. Exactly. exactly
1: yeah. so, it's, it's a possible. great mystery of who is the Neshama. Mm-hmm. How many Neshamas really are there? Are there really separate Neshamas? Are there separate consciousnesses? Or are we really the same person looking at each other? You know, it's like a mirror. I look into the mirror, and the mirror looks back at me, except the mirror doesn't has no life. But imagine, uh, but it's really me. So you're talking to yourself now, basically. Basically, <laughs> I'm talking to myself. <laughs> and, uh, so they're 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 the <laughs> when people do so that... give the share
0: next week. what's yeah, the give the share next week. <laughs> what's the given you talking to When tomorrow? people you're do that,
1: when people talk to themselves, and they think there's somebody there, it's usually some type of schizophrenia, you know, so. <laughs> right? You know, and so on. Anyway, lots, a lot of stuff, but
0: okay. We well, at least we have a handle on some aspects.